You're listening to episode 51 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. Typically, I'm the one doing the interviewing, but today we're switching it up. Back on episode 19, we had the amazing Anthony Trucks on the show. We talked all about owning your identity. He talked about how he's built his business around that concept. And Anthony Trucks, you guys know him. He's a former NFL athlete, an America Ninja Warrior. And he's also someone paving the way and talking about stepping into your true potential, making the shifts necessary in life to grow into the life you want to be living. And Anthony has become a good friend of mine. And it's not often that we have a repeat offender on the show. So I'm pretty pumped to to bring his voice back to you guys because I know that you all raved about having him on back in episode 19. But Anthony actually brought me on his podcast, the Awe Shift podcast, how successful people make shift happen. You heard me right, shift. Come on now, get your mind out of the gutter. And he wanted to talk all about how we create that freedom in life as an entrepreneur and a business owner because so often we get into this building stage and we're in the hustle and it's good and it's moving and there's momentum and then we're like oh my god like I have less time now as an entrepreneur than I did back when I was working in my cubicle or as a nurse or whatever it is our previous careers were and there is a way that you can build your brand and your dream to support that vision of freedom and Anthony was asking me all about that. So you're going to hear him interview me, and I'm going to give you some tangible takeaways that you can start to apply to your business and to your life to get that freedom. So today you're getting my candid conversation with my bud Anthony, and we talk all about crafting that vision for your future, how to step into scaling your business so that you can start living with that freedom you dream about. All right, guys. So here's one of the most common mistakes I see entrepreneurs, influencers, and brands making. They don't do the work or put in the time to determine whether they're actually running a business or a brand that will get them where they want to go. Wouldn't it be brutal if you funneled all this time and money and energy into the hustle only to end up completely off course? And I personally know how that feels because I did it. And the scariest part about it to me was that I had literally no idea that I was even doing it. Like I thought that I was building the dream. So to help the business owner, the influencer, brand, content creator, educator, the go-getters out there who think they're on the right track, but they want to make sure so that they can keep moving in the right direction, or you can feel maybe something's not quite right because you're burnt out or you're losing joy in the process or you're sick of trading time for money and hustling with one-on-one clients and it's just not the scalable business model. I created a free quiz that I wish I personally had back when I was struggling with this. It's designed with you in mind, whether you're new to the game or you're running a seven plus figure empire, take this quiz because it's not just going to give you the results. It's going to give you some next steps and some guidance. You have got this. Let me remind you that I believe in you and I know you have what it takes to get to where you want to go. But find out today if your business is rock solid or what its vulnerabilities are. What are the holes or the gaps that you can fill? if it's not currently scaling or moving in the direction that you hoped it would. 
You can find the quiz in the show notes of today's episode, or you can go to Elizabeth Hartke forward slash strong dash biz dash quiz. Today's five-star review of the day comes from Katie with babies. I love that Elizabeth keeps it real and motivates women to be the best version of themselves. She's an empowering mom and businesswoman, and I love learning how I can implement these skills into my life. Katie with babies, I'm Elizabeth with babies, and I feel you. Thank you so much for this review. I appreciate it. I read these reviews. They mean so much to me, and they're a reminder of why I'm doing this and how awesome this community is, full of people who are just so ready to commit to growth and scaling up their businesses and their lives. Let's get to the show. I'm so happy to be here, Anthony. I just love chatting with you. It's always so much fun. It is always fun. We always have a bunch of rare. You have like a borderline sarcastic humor that I find hilarious. I love watching your stories because a lot of the things you say are just like funny, like it's quirky. And I'm like, she got a good way of looking at the world. So what do you do in your own words? What do you do in this world? So there's been an evolution, right? I mean, I think that's the case for all people, especially in entrepreneurship, what you start out with and that vision you start out with isn't necessarily where you land. But right now I am a business and freedom strategist. So basically what I do is I help entrepreneurs, business owners, brands, people who already kind of have the wheels in motion. I help them scale that brand or that business to make what I call the three eyes, a bigger impact a bigger income and to find more independence or that freedom in their lives. And it's something I'm insanely passionate about because I think there are some fundamentally different viewpoints on what success really is. And to me, foundationally, a lot of people view success in a way that they end up going for what they think success is, like the money or being a business owner, an entrepreneur. And then they end up really disappointed because their life doesn't end up looking like what they had once hoped for. So when we focus on that impact so that there's fulfillment in what they're doing, we focus on the income so that they're bringing in the income that supports their family. I focus a lot on passive income streams to help them scale their businesses. Then they can also give back. There's that generosity. There's there's that piece to their business. They can do more with the finances that are coming in and they build that generational wealth that affects their families for the long term, which I'm really passionate about. And then the independence is that freedom because that time, that's that resource. It's not renewable. We don't get it back. So that's kind of in a nutshell, how I'm out there doing my best to serve the world. Sign me up. Sign me up. All right. So and I'm serious. I, I like what you talk about because I think there's a, there's a, we're going to go more into it, but there's a humongous need for that. I think with a world nowadays that has so many people trying to get the next tier, I think a lot of people fall short and end up getting to get out of the industry or whatever they're in too early. Because they didn't have help early on. Like the experience that was in your clients, like sometimes you get people just close to that burnout and like thankfully they found you kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. It happens all the time that, so this is what I, I call it coming back to the original dream because we all start out with this quest or this vision of like, for me, it was breaking out of the nine to five grind. Like I hated working for someone else, being told what to do, feeling like I, my creativity was being stifled. Just all those things that just didn't sit well with me personally. I know it's different for everybody. And I had this dream like, okay, the vision is to get out of this nine to five job. And I started pursuing that like so many people do and found that in pursuing that, I was starting to create a whole new cage for myself, even though it was my own business, because I didn't look 
and plan with the end in mind. I didn't look at, okay, how do I want my days to look with my family? Or how much money do I want in the bank for security? Or how much do I want to be able to give back? Or what are the things I want to be doing? And how do I want to spend my time? Like, do I want to be hustling on -on one-on-one phone calls every single day? Or is that not really how I want to spend my time? So I think a lot of entrepreneurs get started. They get the wheels in motion. They build something by I don't know, society standards that looks successful because it's bringing in money, but really they're, they're falling apart behind the scenes because either their marriage is crumbling because they don't have time for their spouse or their kids hardly know them, or they feel really unfulfilled because they're not doing what they originally wanted in the first place. So coming back to that original dream and scaling their business based on what the real vision is for how they want their entire life to look. Because to me, success it's the whole picture. It's not just a number. It's not amount of followers. It's none of that. It's everything, the whole person. So yeah, I see that all the time. And so many people connect saying like, I just feel stuck. I don't know what that next level looks like for me. And I don't know how to get there without just working more. And that's where I have a lot of fun nerding out with all my, my marketing background of figuring out kind of the different ways that we can approach their business to bring in more revenue, but also to give them more time in their lives. Yeah. And you literally just described like my story back when I first got into this. I had a gym and I literally lost my marriage. I lost my family. I lost my health. I lost the bit, almost lost the business like, like three or four times. And yeah, it was a point in time. I was like, this just sucks. And I had to figure out how a business run. All I knew was just pour more of me into it. And I figured if I just do more work, I'll get more results. But the problem was the result wasn't a result that I wanted. So, but yeah, right. it's definitely, so I, I, I'm listening. I'm thinking in my head, like you who is listening right now, probably like, well, how did she get all this knowledge? Like you've mentioned marketing background. Like where, where did you kind of get your chops in this realm? Like what, well, I guess what qualifies you to be a person I'd listen to? Yeah. Good question. I don't know if you ever feel this, Anthony, but even all these years into it, I still get a little taste of that imposter syndrome, even though I know I am the person for the job. Like at the end of the day, I can look in the mirror and say, oh yeah, I can, I can help literally anyone in this field, but I still have those moments of like, what qualifies me? Like, why are they going to pick me? And I think a big piece of that is just my story and, and what I went through to kind of get to this place. Ever since I was a little girl, I had this dream of being a sports writer for the Boston Globe. I wanted to be like the female sports writer for the Boston Globe. And I went through my entire life. That's like from when I was like three years old. I went through my entire life with that as my focus. And I went to college for journalism because I'm coming out and I'm going to be a sports writer for the Boston Globe. I went to school in Boston to be near that area. I worked for newspapers locally. I did things for free for the Globe, all with that vision in mind. And I graduated in 2009 in the middle of a recession. And at the same time that the Boston Globe, the the articles in the different newspapers locally were, is the globe shutting down? Literally the year I'm graduating, (laughs) the dream been on my heart. And I had one of what you would call probably an awe shift moment of, wait a minute. And it just made me realize, I don't actually know if this was my dream. Like when I was faced up against it and all these realities were happening and I had been working for these newspapers and hustling and not really loving what I was doing and definitely not making any money in that world. I remembered that I used to sit on my dad's lap as a three-year-old girl as he would read the Boston Globe cover to cover and he would say, someday kid, you're going to be the first female sports writer for the Boston Globe. And he had planted that seed, not on purpose, not maliciously. And I held on to it. And I think that was kind of like that first moment of like, oh my gosh, all this work I've been doing isn't aligning with my dream and my vision for my life. So 
just kind of started this passion for wanting to identify who I'm called to be, what I want to do, what my gifts are, and how I can monetize that, like how I can live off of that. So I shifted into corporate marketing and I got a lot of experience in the marketing world and I loved what I did. I hated having to do it for other people and I hated having to do it their way. I just like being able to put my creative stamp on things. But as I was working in that space, it was certainly ultimately a gift because I learned a lot about marketing and I learned a lot about human psychology because that's kind of what happens in, in mar- that's what marketing is really when you do it well. And I identified in that time period of about 10 years that I had this one superpower that I had early on in life where I would be sitting in my physical therapist's office after I had my knee surgeries or sitting with my CPA or different business owners and trying to figure out like as they're working on my knee, like, okay, so you only make money when you're working on someone like me, right? And seeing them work themselves to the bone and not be able to be home with their families and working just hard enough to be able to pay their staff and hardly bringing anything home. And I would start to try and create different ways, not for pay or anything, just out of like my nerdy marketing passion. All right, what are some ways we can scale this thing? How can you bring in some income outside of just working on my knee for an hour? Mm -hmm. And that's when it clicked. And I just started researching. Like everything is so available to us now. And it's such, like I learned a lot in college in that journalism space. And I really honed my marketing skills and that's helped me and my writing skills and helped me with my marketing and my business. But ultimately it was just obsessing over this concept of like, I want families together at the dinner table. And I want people to be able to, in the middle of the day on a random Wednesday, like go for a hike with their their family if that's what they want to do. And I found that finding creative ways to scale businesses was how they were going to do that. So I learned from the best in the business. I went to seminars. I read all the books. I listened to the podcast. And most of all, this is something I've learned to do in the last five years, is I listened to the whisper. Like I had this gift in me already. And I just did what what I knew my gut told me to do. And it's served so many of my clients. I love it. I think a lot of people, I, I like that, that whisper, right? Because <laughs> we all hear it. And sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. it shut up us and we're like, shut up. <laughs> but we want to listen. <laughs> like, what was the thing that allowed you to step back and say, I'm whisper? Because, you know, there's some people like, hey, Elizabeth sounds good, but I'm, I'm, I have this going on. I'm stuck here. I don't have this ability. Maybe someone who wants to start a business, but there's some excuse they have floating in their head. Or maybe someone's in the business. They're like, yeah, I'm so ingrained in this, like they're addicted to that struggle. What do you say to that person who just is not open to trying something different just yet? Yeah. Oh, I hear that. Addicted to that struggle. I think that's so valid because that's sometimes that's all we know. Like that hustle, that midnight hustle. I remember when I was working full time and getting my business off the ground like 10 years ago, trying to figure it out. And it was that midnight hustle. And like, I didn't know what to do with myself if I wasn't working myself to the bone, because that's what I thought you did as an entrepreneur. But what I would challenge someone to do, first of all, that whisper will eventually become a scream. So it's like right now, it's like little raindrops landing on your head gently, like, hey, listen to me. Eventually, it's literally going to be like in the cartoons when the piano or the anvil falls out of the window from like 10 stories up and smashes over your head with something far bigger than you ever wanted to deal with. So I started to listen to the whisper because it took me having to listen to the screams for a while. All those things, those shifts in life that were 
really painful and really hard to work through. Like when I would try to start businesses or do things that just like weren't fitting me and my value system, that became a really big thing. But to the person that's kind of sitting there feeling a little bit stuck or like they don't know what to do, I would take a step back and I would, I do this process with my clients. I don't care if you are a Fortune 500 CEO. I don't care if you're brand new to this and just getting a business off the ground. If you're a mom trying to start something on the side, it doesn't matter. I do my future forecasting formula where we go back to basics and we say, okay, what, what's the vision for your life here? Like, what's the dream in a vacuum? If doubt and fear and society and all these things weren't loud and trying to tell you which direction to go in, what would your days look like? Who would you be with? I know it sounds really trivial and I know it sounds a little cliche, but this exercise has literally transformed my clients' businesses because all of a sudden it completely changes their trajectory. They start doing things differently based on what they ultimately want. So I would help that person get back in touch with their value system. Like what is it that feels good? What is it that your passions are and how can we extract and even do some excavation of maybe like what's under the surface that really should be brought into the light because it's legit etched on your soul. Like you are meant to do this and the world needs it. We need you to do more of that. Yeah, I agree. The world is always, I think that the greatest things that we experience in the world and the worst are people, right? And then mm. some of the best, I mean, all of my best moments are interacting with people who are great human beings, whether it's taking a trip with somebody, great conversation, just listening to something like it's, it's people in full expression. So you can be that. I'm not just talking about you, like every you listening, you can be that if you choose to kind of open up. And then I always have, like, I just, I'm going on the journey as I'm, what I'm doing, I'm packing my internals of, as you talk through this. I'm like, I, I know this is so intimately this journey, right? So there's going to be a point that someone hits a roadblock, right? So someone's listening right now and they say, okay, great, I've done that. And, and, and along that journey, or I may hit that point, what do you say to do when you get stuck? Because there's always that point in like, I don't know what to do now. I, I redid my vision. I get my vision board out. I crafted this and I went down this path and holy crap, this feels similar to the thing I had when I started, what do I do now? Like, what, what's that step when somebody's opened up, they're now moving and they get hit in like that roadblock wall? Yeah, I think it's one thing that always ticks me off is when I've had those moments of struggle and people have been like, oh, did you read this book? Or you should listen to more personal development or really tap into that why again or look at your vision board. All of those things are great, but they're kind of supplemental. Like, you can't replace food with supplements, right? Like, you still need the the wholesome nutrition. Like to me, the wholesome nutrition, like when you're butting your head up against a wall and you really have tried a lot of the things, do not do what I've done many times before, which is make yourself an island. You need, you might be in business for yourself. You should not be in business by yourself. You need to lean into community or mentors Every single time I've had moments where I tell you, Anthony, like I was done. I was convinced like, this is not the path for me. I'm not cut out for this. I cannot do it. And then that whisper got a little bit louder. Call your coach, Mm -hmm. call so-and-so, call someone you admire, call someone that has been through this before. And I lean into that as much as I don't want to do it because I'm introverted and I'm private and I'm quiet in certain ways when it comes to like preserving my, I don't know, to me, it's like my dignity. I don't want the world to know that I'm failing or struggling. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I lean into that, it's like someone hit me with a shot of adrenaline and I can do it again. And I can see more clearly because what happens is when you're trying to do it totally isolated, 
while looking on the internet at how everybody else is doing it, all that's doing is creating comparison and insecurity and actually tainting your own personal creativity. Because when I convince myself I'm going online to see what other people are doing just for inspiration, ultimately I end up comparing what I'm doing to what they're doing and I get discouraged in some capacity or I feel like it slows me down or it like changes how I would have done something had I just created it because now I think I have to do it like them. But when I have those people that I trust that I can get on the phone and it's not about comparing me to them, it's about saying, I'm stuck. I'm not well today. Like mentally, I'm not well. I'm struggling. I need your guidance. What would you do in this scenario? It changes everything. It changes everything. Like that's been my godsend throughout this whole process. Yeah. I always tell people perspective precedes enlightenment. Mm. Like those I'm like, oh, like those moments. And it's all a matter of looking at the same problem with different eyes. And we've got got one set. So you need a different set to see them. And that's a way to overcome it. What do you find is is a common challenge your clients run into? That's one that somebody may not even think about till they get down the road. But like, what can you have them proactively think about prior to running into that wall? Like, how can we prevent that? What do you think is a preventable challenge that people run into commonly? Two things are coming to mind. The first one is wherever you go, there you'll be. So I see it a lot with my clients, new level, new problems. They create some service product, something that does really well. They go viral and they get a big following. They start to get on the speaking circuit and they're doing really great. Whatever it is, they write the book and it goes really well. They get to that goal and they do that thing and then they're still back here somewhere because they might've pushed for the goal, but in that process, they forgot to grow themselves. They forgot that as they do that thing and achieve that thing, they need to become the person who's capable of maintaining and sustaining that thing. Mm -hmm. And it happens almost every time. Like for example, I had someone who wrote a book and it went really, really well, like incredibly well. And they got super depressed. As soon as they got on the New York Times bestsellers list, it was like, now what? I don't know. Like They didn't even know who they were, you know, because they hadn't caught up to that success yet. So my major suggestion for people who are pushing for big dreams, do not forget to nurture the person that is creating that. Do not forget to step into the leadership necessary to become that person who's capable of achieving and maintaining and sustaining and growing beyond those things. Because wherever you go, there you'll be. You could hit the biggest goals in the world. You can travel anywhere. And that same person, unless you've grown with it, is going to be right there with that feeling of imposter syndrome or, you know, am I worthy or am I enough or whatever it might be. And when that catches up with you, that's, that's a big challenge. Yeah, I agree. Before I cut you off, do you have another one? Because yeah, there's two. Yeah, I did. What was it? Mom brain. Um, So the other one would probably be to make sure that in the process of pushing for the big goals, pushing for the big dreams, that you're keeping your your vision intact, your values intact, because this kind of goes along with the first piece. If you stray away from that and you start doing things that the market calls for and you start doing, like I've seen this a lot where people will say, oh, well, the market's asking for this. So now I'm, I'm writing a book or I'm, I'm speaking, and, but that's taking them away from their family and it's not, that's not what they ultimately wanted. You got to yeah. keep things in alignment because that's another area where I see people kind of hit the brick wall and they get, you know, their mental health is at risk. And if you're not feeling creative, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not 
taking care of your body and your energy and all those things, that's going to sink the ship. So making sure all of that is in alignment and you're taking care of you, it kind of goes along those same, that same premise, but really speaking specifically to the value system, are you doing things that are right for you to be doing based on your dream? Yeah, I like that. I think a lot of people are trying to live everybody else's life because they, they think that living their life will give them their life and it doesn't give you their life. It gives you <laughs> your version of their life and it may not be what you want, which goes back to what you said in the beginning of really charting your own path. And I think, I think mm-hmm. when people sit back for a moment and just like literally it's so weird because people, they get siloed in the space of like, this is what I want my life to be because I see that person have it. Their life looks amazing on Instagram. So I'm going to do that person. That, and I've realized the best thing I can do is set my own scale. Like, this is what makes me happy. Because I've had people look at my life. It's like, oh, you're doing this, but you're not doing this. And you're not doing this. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, but I have zero desire to do that. But I'm okay saying that. Now. Before you're like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then even whatever greatness you had for a moment, they strip it away because you now compare yourself to their arbitrary scale. So yes. I, I love what you're saying. Set out, do your own thing. And it's not a new idea. I don't think it's novel. No, but I mean, it's not like it's someone just, oh, my own thing. I'll try that. How how do you think the best way for someone to flow into their own space and really like develop maybe the confidence or the skill set or just the, the, the ability to be themselves? How do you somebody think somebody does that? Like because you're obviously in the realm of scaling businesses, I'm sure there's a piece that's finding that unique nugget that they're great at. How do you how do you find that? How do you have somebody live into that? Yeah, that's a great question. I actually just did an episode of Scaling Up talking about comparison. And I feel like it applies here a little bit. So I briefly mentioned it, but one exercise I have people do when they're in that creative space and they want to be bringing stuff into fruition, whether it's a new product or service or a piece of their business or a talk that they're writing. And it sounds, again, this isn't a novel idea, but like they need to brain dump before they go anywhere else first. So stay off of social media, stay off of the interwebs and the Google machine, because you have to kind of brain dump whatever is inside. And it's like helping them tap in, almost like that whisper I talked about, like helping them tap into what they already have so that they know how to get it out. Another big thing that I think is really fundamental is you kind of have to have your, I don't know, you can call them buckets, silos, whatever. These areas of your business and what you're creating that are kind of your go-to things, like maybe what you're known for or what you want to be known for or what you want to be paid for. And they're the things that you could go off and talk about without any notes or any hesitation because you're so well-researched in it or you're so passionate about it that there's no off switch when once you get going with it. And have like five things that you feel so confident in that you could either package into something and and sell that knowledge, or you can be coaching people through that, but have them locked and loaded because then you have so much confidence in them. And you know this, like confidence is everything when you're in a business for yourself. When you have confidence in your product, you can sell it with no struggle at all. But when people are doubting themselves and doubting what they created, that's where they like, oh, is this too high? Did I price it too high? Okay, maybe I'll reduce my price and lower what how I do this because I want more people to get it. But when you're like, I have the knowledge, I have the product that my ideal client needs, and I have no doubt that I'm the person to guide them through this because I'm going to bring them from point A of their pain points to point B where they feel free again. I'm all about it. And it just lets you come forth with such an energy that people really don't say no to when they're the right people and they're ready for it. 
Did that even answer your question or did I go off on a tangent? You're good. You're perfect. That's the question I wanted. I mean, it's, it's, I took notes on it actually. So yeah, 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 perfect. Don't even worry about that. So I, we've been talking a lot about, you know, the pe- person listening, like having them want to create this business, and this vision and go back to their basics. What's yours? Like and the things you've done and what you've created, like what's Elizabeth's, you know, vision. I mean, I see you're living it through your social very well, which I, I love watching. Like, what's that, what's that look like for you? Fast forward three, five, 10 years from now. I love that question. And it's funny you asked that because, so we just had our third little baby. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and now as of the other day, a six-month-old. And I feel like, I, I think I was telling you this the other day when we were chatting, right around when the babies turned about six months, I feel like all of a sudden, like my creativity is back and I'm like raring to get out of just breastfeeding mom hiding in a corner season to like creation business season. So I'm right at that cusp. And my husband and I were talking about that vision because sometimes I feel like once you achieve that dream or that vision, you kind of get a little complacent and stale because you have it. So you've got to keep dreaming. And something that keeps landing on my heart lately is not so much for my family or that piece of my life, but it's to be able to create in a way that's serving the world out of generosity. So I don't know what it looks like yet, Anthony, but more something in the charity space or the giving back space, maybe having a portion of my business go to a specific cause that I'm passionate about. We do a lot of giving and tithing and all that stuff, but it's like just kind of in our community, with our families, with our church, stuff like that. But something with more cause and I'm all about the movement, like the mission and having it have more meaning behind it. So I think something on the horizon, in addition to writing a book, because that's been nipping at my heels for years now, is that generosity piece, like taking that next level. I like that. I'm hearing, I know it's something great, but it's not crystal clear yet, Mm. which is, I think there's, there's still beauty in that because I think it gives you permission to figure it out. And as much as that scares some people, that's a lot of freedom which is cool. I think there's nothing wrong with having some freedom because you know who you are, you know your skill sets, you know you have something moving and operating. I think you've got to that piece where I think a lot of people, um, they don't comprehend. And I see what I've experienced. You get to a level where you've had some great success. I've done different things from like TV to you know the business world made my income. I've, I've opened a business. I help people now. And it's like at a certain point, you realize that all the success is great and grand, but you don't get to experience that next tier of joy until you help somebody else achieve theirs. Yes. And that's what I'm hearing out of you, which is cool. Mm-hmm. You got, you've arrived. <laughs> well, somebody, somebody's in their head thinking like, God, I love this woman. I want to know more about her. Where do they follow you? Where do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So Scaling Up is my podcast and you got to check out Anthony's episode because it's still one of our most popular. No surprise there. Hey. Uh, so you can, you can find me there. My website is just elizabethhartke.com and that's H-A-R-T-K-E. And my Instagram is kind of where I'm at a lot of the time, at Eliz Hartke, E-L-I-Z Hartke. And I am happy to share that. I usually have it as a part of my course, but if people would be interested in that future forecasting model that I talked about, I'm happy to just give it to your audience because I think it's something hey. that will serve them no matter where they're at in their, in their journey. There you go. You start with the generosity early. Yeah. I yes. like it. You're living into it. I love it. So you you was listening right now. If you're sitting there thinking like, this would be great to figure out. I don't know what it looks like. Just head over. Links will be in the show notes. Information's there. Check her out. I will also be, if you found us uh, on social, wherever you listen to this podcast at, I promise you will find a way to reach out and find her. She's the one that's got a whole bunch of cool mom pictures and stuff online. And 
I'm no lie. I enjoy watching your story because you have like, you, it's off the cuff. I'm like, she's just in natural flow. It's fun to watch a human being a human, not putting something online because they feel like they have to. Some of my big takeaways from today, I like that you talked about, it's not always about the midnight hustle because you will burn yourself out. I think when you're in that that rush mode, you, you diminish creativity. So if you're trying to be creative and, and find a flow, just set aside like a half hour to an hour. Don't go into the wee hours. Um, not saying it's not part of it. It is part of it, but don't live to fight for that. Find the things that you feel confident in and push those out into the world. And I believe what you talked about was when you have this, this level of confidence, I want to say it's almost like that thing, like you mentioned, it's etched into your soul. If you live into that, you'll find a way that the, the, the world will find a way to extract it from you, but give the world a chance by putting it in front of them at times. So those are my big takeaways. And I thank you so much for them. I, I love to just have chat. We've talked, we were talking not even a week ago. I learned something from every one of our conversations and I truly enjoy um, you and I'm so thankful you came on. So thank you. You who's listening right now, as always, I am so grateful for you being part of uh, this podcast because I know that you have a lot of things you could do in the world. Everything from people and cats on social media to somebody else who's hopping the phone and text. And so you spending time with us, I never take for granted. I realize this is literally your life. So thank you for sharing your life with me. Um, I always want to give back to your life. And so if you like this, um, I would love for you to like it, share it, review it, share it with your friends. Send to somebody who needs to hear this because I guarantee you know at least one person who's like, this would really help. Susan, Tim, Tom, Karen. I just stand with some cool names. Hey, out of the north. But share with them because they they need this. And this is why I do this. So thank you so much again, Elizabeth. And thank you so much. Thank for you. Tuning. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, Take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.